Hey folks, it's Seb here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get started, I would just like to acknowledge that this podcast is created, recorded, and distributed on the land of the Kulin Nations, and I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Thanks, y'all. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of I Really Don't Have Much to Say, the podcast where I am, I'm on a mission to find out if there is a topic that I don't have much to say about, Um, because quite frankly, I have a lot of opinions, um, and I'm very much in my having opinions era, Um, yeah, you know, this is the last episode of the year of 2021. Um, I say that as if I've got like 52 episodes for the 52 weeks of the year. No, I've, I've, this is like the fifth episode, but like, you know what I mean? Um, I still, you know, the last episode of the year episode, hashtag number five or number six, whatever. Um, you know, each year I give myself certain words, you know, almost like affirmations that I hold on to for the whole year. And that's the energy that I try to channel in every experience, every interaction that I have, uh, well, when I remember to, um, because, you know, a bitch also has ADHD, but, you know, I, and this year, my words were hope and patience, Um, and those, those two words got me through a lot, I will say, because I, this was the year of long-running projects that never seemed to end. I had so many creative projects, just projects and general projects for uni, projects for everything that was just going on and on and on, constant delays, constant, you know, obstacles, constant hurdles that I had to jump over. Um, And I've had one project in particular that's been going for since about May, uh, March, April, actually, this year. Um, So it's been almost like, it's been almost a year since since I started it. Definitely been a year since I've been thinking about it in my head it's only just gotten the final, you know, green tick of approval that's ready to go. And so that's happening kind of, um, that's in an, another extension of my brain that's happening in a, in a separate, you know, category of, you know, podcasts or music, other stuff. But, um, you know, it's been the year where I've had to remind myself, you know, be patient. There's a lot out of my control. There's a lot out of my control. I have these intentions, I know what I want to do, but there's a lot out of my control and all I can really do for a lot of it is just be patient and to just have hope that it'll work out in the way that it works out and that that outcome, you know, it was really about releasing the outcome actually, releasing the outcome. Um, And I mean, in many ways, that's kind of a theme that I will be bringing with me to 2022. Um, I don't know, I haven't decided what words or what affirmations I'm going to be, you know, emphasizing for next year um but definitely releasing releasing control of the outcome I think is a very very good one um you know in the past I've had words like you know like compassion um and sensitivity and you know always trying to put my best foot forward 
um, and be kind and compassionate and loving. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the theme will be for next year. And also because, I mean, well, the thing is too, that how next year is going to play out, I literally have no idea. You know, it's only until you get to like 31st of December, that's like, okay, well, how has the year played out? Um, but oftentimes, you know, the words that I choose do still come to play in a very significant way, even if I don't foresee it, you know? Um, so am I psychic? Am I psychic? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Um, but maybe that's just my 12th house Neptune as well. Anyway, yeah, so th that's what I've been thinking about very, you know, it's a great time for journaling. I love, I'm such a nostalgic bitch. I love looking back at what happened in the year. Um, what were the highlights? I just posted on my Instagram at Seb Whitaker, um, like end of year outtakes, which I love posting every year. I've been doing it, been doing them for a few years as it suggests, you know, outtakes from the year, from photo shoots that I had from, you know, hangouts with friends, um, that I haven't posted on my Instagram before and then putting them in just one big post. Um, and I love it cause I get to kind of chronicle my full year. I had, you know, um, friend outings from like February. I had the road trip that I had in June, July. Um, and I, you know, all different, you know, and because truly like it, it feels so, even the road trip that I had in July, which was a great road trip. I got to see a lot of regional Victoria, which I haven't really done before. And it was with some absolute besties. Um, even the road trip, I, that feels like so long ago. That feels like that happened to me in a past life, you know, um, just because so much has happened probably because of all the lockdowns and everything that's happened since July. Um, but uh, so in, in saying all of this, it's, it's just so incredible to always look back, um, go through my journal. What was I writing about this time last year? Um, and of course this time last year, I was thinking about what, what was happening the year before. So it feels weird to even, it's just, oh my God, the cycles of life, the cycles of life. Anyway, I, I will step away from this very cliche, probably annoying, like, oh my God, the cycles of life, you know, because he, what I'm really here to talk about today is Shrek 2. Shrek 2. I have lots of opinions about Shrek 2 because like everyone else, Shrek 2 is probably my favorite Shrek movie. Um, now I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it being my favorite one. I remember being, I was so distraught when Big Gingy you know, died essentially because Big Gingy, that was such a powerful moment. That was such a powerful moment. Um, and Gingy is one of my favorite characters too. And so, you know, Rise of the Gingies will live on forever. Um, so many great moments in this movie. Um, and I, I really do enjoy it. Um, I mean, if anyone ever played, I, my favorite, one of my favorite video games growing up was Shrek Smash and Crush Racing. It was like this Shrek racing game that was a, a very insane. It was insane. Um, I don't think it sold for, I don't think it did very well. I was probably like one of like three people who've ever played it, but I, I don't think it was based on Shrek 2 specifically, but maybe more Shrek 1, but you know, that video game was my life as like, you know, a 12 year old. That was amazing. I still play it to this day. Um, it's so much fun. And, um, you know, so all this to say, I'm here for the Shrek franchise. I'm here for it. Um, I think that it is so camp that the main character of a beloved children's 
animated film franchise is just this ogre, this green booger, um, who has this, what accent does he have? Like an Irish accent, Scottish? I don't even, it's like, I just think it's so camp. I just think it's so camp. And what a great storyline of, in terms of like, you know, Fiona embracing her inner ogre, um, you know, there's lots of great gems, um, in storytelling gems and life lesson gems in Shrek. I think we can all agree. Um, and obviously, um, like Shrek is like SpongeBob, like Shrek has spawned such a unique era of memes. Um, and SpongeBob is like the pinnacle of like, you know, childhood nostalgia, you know, memes from a childhood nostalgia, um, franchise. Um, and, and Shrek does that too, I think, but in, in a, bit in a bit um more kind of exponentially camp way i don't know if that makes sense but it, it like spongebob is like there's a meme from every episode for any emotion but shrek is like high impact kind of like memeology i'm not making any sense right now but anyway i i, I wanted to just acknowledge the power of shrek the love of shrek uh-huh. um the meme significance of Shrek. Before I really get into this episode, which if you've you've you see you've seen the title, so you know what's already about. Um, so yeah, let me just say, Shrek Two is overrated. Shrek Two is absolutely overrated, but it has been a journey. It has been a journey from the collective almost awakening, you know, of all of us kind of going. Shrek 2 is really underrated. It is amazing. You know, Shrek 2 is not given the uh, is not given the recognition it deserves for being amazing. To now a place where it is overly acclaimed. I would I would argue. Um and sort of the background of this uh, of me having this these thoughts and like the the idea for this episode is I'm on dating apps. Um and I mean, this is a whole another another conversation too. It might be be its own podcast episode. It might not be. But I just I think men do not know how to do dating apps, um, at all, at all. I think that you know, it's like maybe once or twice a week that I'll come across a profile as I'm swiping of someone who really knows how to market themselves. I mean, obviously, capitalism and the fact that, and blah, 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 and surface level appearances, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, in terms of like, you know, I am looking for, I am RuPaul when I'm on dating apps. I am looking for charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And only the other day, only the other day, I would, up to, I'm up to season 10, only the other day did I realize that that's just, that, that becomes the acronym of cunt. Like, I, I'm so clueless sometimes, but anyway, I'm looking for charisma, I'm looking for cunt, basically. I'm looking for I'm looking for, you know, the acronym of cunt, and I'm looking for you to serve cunt, basically. I'm looking for charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Um, And it hasn't always been this way. You know, obviously, when I first got onto dating apps, it was like, okay, just swipe right on, like, any guy who looks kind of cute, and, you know. um, But now it's like... And I've I've had to train myself to do this, because, you know, I've had so many... So everyone can attest to this. Anyone who's been on dating apps can attest to this. So many conversations just go nowhere. So many people can't hold a conversation. So many people can't, you know. And I think that's because, you know, everyone's a different flavor of a conversation. I am very much enjoy, I, I very much enjoy, you know, a camp kind of 
fun conversation that's out of the box you know I don't I do not want to know how your day at work went I want to know you know I want to know what your drag name would be if you were on RuPaul's Drag Race season 14 or I want to know what your favorite um type of crouton is you know I I'm looking for the I'm looking for um I'm looking for someone who has a sophisticated camp brain like I do and I'm also looking for someone who's a, a, a tad spiritual, maybe astrology or maybe, you know, um, I, I always, you know, can, is able to have those deep conversations. You know, I have this back and forth all the time of, am I limiting myself too much by having this specific thing? And on the flip side, am I kind of, I mean, not gaslighting myself, but am I, you know, kind of like, am I, am I limiting my own self by, you know, not putting these intentions out there not putting what I want what I'm looking for out there because I mean I I remember matching with this guy who looks like he could be um Tom Holland in like a musical about Tom Holland's life or something he looked very very much like a, a young Tom I mean Tom Holland's young but he means like 25 like Tom Holland my age like 21 22 um very attractive um very hot and then when I matched with him, I was giving all these conversational gems, you know, I, I give offers, this is improv, I give offers, and you can take the conversation to these many places, you know, I noticed that he had, he liked Disney, he liked Star Wars, he likes Lego, and so I was like, I was like, okay, I like these things too, um, or I, you know, I grew up, like, playing a lot with Lego, like, playing the Lego video games, like, I loved Lego Harry Potter and Lego Star Wars, you know, and so, like, dropping all of these, you know, like, things, and he was just like, oh, that's funny, because I, like, I made a joke in one of my, like, five messages that I sent. And I was just like, he does not know how to have a conversation. And none of these men know how to have a conversation. And so, anyway, let me bring it back to what I'm, what I'm actually here to talk about. I have found, right, because, I mean, we're all just trying to, here I go again, here, we're all just trying to connect, right? We're all just trying to, you know, find love or, like, you know, um, whatever, connect with other people wanting to connect in this lonely world. I get that. And so, but I think a lot of these men aren't used to actually having personalities and interesting thoughts in their brain. And so they, they, they go to, I guess, internet cliches, right? One of these internet cliches um, is Shrek 2, is Shrek 2. Um, and I say this because, you know, so many times when I'm swiping and because, you know, the, like Hinge and Bumble, they have the prompt and stuff. And so like, and so many times I will see, you know, prompts like, I'm hoping that you love Shrek 2 as much as I do, or a non-negotiable for me is loving Shrek 2 as much as I do. Um, and so like, there's that, but there's also like times where it's phrased as like, you know, um, where it's quite point blank stated, like, you know, Shrek 2 is underrated. Shrek 2 is an underrated, iconic masterpiece. And that that would be fine for like 2014, you know, or whenever, when we were still collectively coming to, you know, if we were still collectively building to, um, building Shrek 2 up to the point where it is. But I would argue that in 20, hello, in 2022, the year we're about to enter, Shrek 2 is vastly, vastly overrated. I would, I would, I would, because it's to the point where like, you know, every, I would say every 20 profiles, I will see Shrek 2 on someone's profile. Um, and, I mean, granted, as well, 
yes, I'm attracted to men. So that's going to, that's going to, you know, filter into the scientific data that we're looking at here because men don't know how to have personalities and be funny. But, you know, Shrek 2, Shrek 2 will always show up on these profiles and to the point where these people think that Shrek 2 is underrated. So they feel so strongly about Shrek 2 that they have to put it on their dating app profiles and advertise it out to the world as one of three options that, because you get three prompts on both Hinge and Bumble. Um, and then I think Hinge, you don't get a, an additional bio, but Bumble, you do. But you know, you know, if this is Hinge, you get three chances to show your personality in text form and you choose Shrek 2 because Shrek 2 is apparently so underrated as if... I'm not going to, you know, two minutes after swiping, find another guy who is saying the same exact thing. And I feel like, you know, it drives me in cuckoo kaka insano because this, this, I feel like I'm in grade five and I'm talking to people with, who are in grade five or whose brains have not matured since grade five, because, you know, it's, it's kind of, how do you not see the growth in the growth in a meme internet memes because you know i mean these are people who still likely think harambe was like you know the peak of meme literacy or whatever like you know um i feel like these people don't understand the ebbs and flows in internet culture because it was it was kind of popular on on the internet to be to be very vocal about your standing of Shrek 2. I would say that was very like five years ago, you know, everyone was kind of collectively that and the B movie. Like those two are kind of side by side in my mind as like in a similar era. Um and so, you know, it was very, very popular, very trendy, you know, pe- a lot of people were doing it. So I could have I, I could have excused it then when it was at least popular. I mean, I'm always not like other girls, so I won't, you know, I'm always in my own different lane. But you know what I mean? Um so, but now, like now, you're still, you're still arguing that Shrek 2 is underrated after we've already had this kind of meme renaissance of Shrek and of Shrek 2. Like, how do these people not see the changes and the, you know, the, the they're just ignorant to the changes in meme culture and in the internet? you know, it's in the internet. What am I fucking 60? Um, I learned that RuPaul is 60 the other day. I was like, oh my God, she is like on the way to, I mean, no, not really. Um, but you know, she is 60. She's 60. It it kind of feels like Joe Biden leading, uh, like Joe Biden being what, like almost 90 or like 85 or whatever. And like literally like any U S presidents, all these old men who are out of touch with the people, leading and so like RuPaul is like six she's so out of touch with drag and yet she is like the face of anyway I'm this is not the point this is not the point anyway Shrek 2 and so like we've got we've gotten to this point where you know what does it mean for what does it mean what does it mean for a niche or an unpopular thing to become mainstream um because I, I, I would argue that you kind of lose the very notion that you're pushing back against, i.e. that Shrek 2 is unpopular, um, and and that it's not really worth saying anymore in this current climate, in this current meme climate. Um, and because, you know, it's never just like, I like Shrek 2, 
it's a decent film. It's always changed my mind about how Shrek 2 is the best film or the better film of the series or the best sequel film in existence. It's like, uh, these are things that... These are things that our meme forefathers have been arguing for on Tumblr for years. Like you were not original, you were not unique for saying this. People have been saying this in for forever and ever. And by that, I mean for like you know ten years. I mean I can't remember when Shrek Two came out, but you know what I mean. I think one of the things that I value in a meme, you know, the, and also in in men in 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 life, my Aquarius rising and my sixth house Venus and Sun and Mercury. Um, you know, one of the things that I value in a meme is it's a very delicate balance of niche enough to be surprising, unthought of, new, but relatable enough to resonate with at least myself and a community of people, gays, people with ADHD, you know, the, you know, those sort of, you know, those groups that you kind of like resonate with, um, you know, especially in terms of memes, um, you know, that, that sort of balance, that sort of um, juggling act. Um, and memes absolutely do have expiry dates. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't be funny past their expiry date. That doesn't mean that they can't still have an impact. But I definitely think that, you know, a meme has a peak and then it it kind of comes back down. And um, I think that when memes become overwhelmingly popular, they're commonly thought of to have died, you know, um, with many p- people assuming nowadays that a meme has surpassed its used by the date. For example, the yesification meme, I would argue, isn't funny anymore. Um, I I mean, I, I still appreciate it. I still like it. Um, it. It was, you know, quite significant November, December this year. Um, but I, I would argue that it's almost dead. Um, and, you know, because it regurgitate, I mean, because what, what do we do as consumers and as people on the internet? We regurgitate things. We make our own jokes with it. We, you know make our own memes of, like, a, a, a popular meme, and, you know, we regurgitate it. And if that's done too many times, then its impact dies, I think. But an interesting thing to note here, too, is... And, you know, I don't want... I don't subscribe to local versus stan dynamics. I mean, because stan Twitter, stan culture is a lot of just repackaged, just... Um, what is it, like, stealing from black Twitter or, you know, quote-unquote black culture, um, and also Stanza, you know, there's the joke that, like, Stanza just 13-year-olds who are always on their phones and just yelling at people on the internet, but it's kind of, I mean, you know, Stans have kind of, like, earned that reputation, you know, um, particularly, I mean, regarding, like, musicians and famous celebrities, and so, you know, I, and I don't buy into the whole, you know, but I think it, it's an interesting framework to apply, I think, to this, because I think that, I mean, yeah, to anyone who is unaware, um, a stan is typically, um, I, I, let me phrase it like this, a stan is someone that you would find in the Glee Club, a local is someone that you would find not in the Glee Club, that's pretty much it, you know, a local is someone who is kind of ignorant to being othered um, at a particularly vulnerable point in your life, particularly like in high school, I would argue, um, like you you don't really, you're, you're kind of like well accepted, well liked, you can kind of like breeze through high school, whereas like a, a stan has to kind of like 
like has to make friends over the internet, has to make, you know, has to, it escapes their daily life, which can be tumultuous because usually because they're queer or because, um, you know, maybe because of disability reasons, you know, whatever the fact may be, um, you know, it's typically like, you know, they're bullied in high school and they have to like escape to their friends on the internet. Um, at least that's my understanding of it. That's my perception of it. Um, and I mean, that was very much, I was very much a stan in high school. Like I remember going to, uh, no one would, no one will understand this reference, but I remember just going, going on to Shelfari, which was like a book. It was eventually bought out by Amazon. Oh no, I think it was originally on Amazon. Then it was bought out by Goodreads, which might also still be part of Amazon. I have no idea, but you know, it was, it was meant to be like a website for people to, you know, share what books they're reading, what books they like. Um, and kind of have conversations, create groups based on different book series and stuff. But a lot of people just use it for role-playing, um, like creating, like writing role-playing and stuff. Um, I, I was on many Glee RPGs. I was on many like superhero RPGs, but I, you know, I would create me and me and the other mentally ill queer people would create, um, characters, um, or like, you know, fan cast, fan cast. I don't know if that's the right word, but like cast ourselves as like characters from like, I would, I would always be unique and like Kurt, um, maybe Santana and stuff, um, from Glee. And I was like, you know, role play as those characters and stuff. Um, and that was, you know, I remember like, go, I, I vividly remember being in like year seven and eight, going to the library in my high school and getting it, going on my computer and like doing that for, for an hour. You know, that's what I would do. I would log on, see what people had replied to, you know, going into the hallway discussion group and being like, oh, I'm unique and I'm at my locker, that sort of a thing. Um, I remember one time we, you know, uh, we role played like the like the drinking like the drinking episode in season two where all the characters just get drunk. I, I remember we had like a party that went on for like two weeks and that was kind of I don't know it, it was you know two weeks real time um in the real world and so that was I don't know that was interesting but right so like that's sort of what a stan does kind of um that's sort of the life of a stan and so I would argue that you know, using this framework again with all the, you know, the hangups I have about local versus stand, but, you know, stands kind of originate a lot of memes and a lot of, you know, funny internet things. Like, I think, like, I, Poot Lovato was not created by a local. No way in hell, like, I, I haven't looked, I haven't researched this, but no way in hell was Poot Lovato created by a local. Poot Lovato was absolutely created by a stan, and a, severely mentally ill and i'm saying this satirically so you know uh, you know you know one of the gayest you know mentally ill people on the internet um i say that as the second most gayest in mentally ill person on the internet by the way um you know because it's just so it's it's camp it's so just bursting at the seams with it's the best memes i i think come from you know stands and obviously um and obviously, again, there's a conversation to be had about um, how a lot of contributions to pop culture um, are, attributed, are attributed to Stan culture or Stan Twitter when really it's just black Twitter and black culture. But, you know, I, so there's that. But again, I would argue that those, those contributions, those people would still fall under the 
the quote-unquote stan category if, if we're using the binary of local and stan, you know. Um, so anyway, I, I definitely would say that I think that the type of people to say that Shrek 2 is underrated in 2021-2022 are largely locals because this, I think that there's a char- characteristic cognitive ignorance or kind of this unawareness locals have where they're just simply oblivious to a the expiry dates of memes and well also because they get memes a lot later like i that whole the meme itself of like you know a friend a, a local friend showing you a meme on their phone and being like oh i i saw this when it was first when it was first aired um on twitter like 5 months ago you know like you're just getting this now I, as I'm having this, I'm realizing that this is the most bizarre. None of these words were in the Bible. None of these words were in the Bible. Th- that is a meme that I think a lot of locals aren't actually privy, privy to at the moment. Anyway, 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 anyway. So, um, they're oblivious to the underground stand memes, and I, I think that um, because they because they kind of tend to frequent kind of quote unquote old apps like Facebook, um, and even Instagram and Snapchat somewhat. I mean, I say this as someone who is definitely kind of being pushed up into the old. Like, I I do not have a tick... I do not use the TikTok. I, I have a TikTok account, but I do not use it. Um, I, you know, I, I very much am still kind of using Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And so even within that, even within my own standness, um, I... I can recognize that I too am kind of progressing further, like older and older up into, you know, the spectrum of Stan and local. I'm, I'm kind of progressing towards local, um, you know, just because I, I mean, I also bridge Gen Z and millennial. I'm also, I'm a 99 baby. So I kind of bridge the two. I kind of side straddle it, but anyway. So yeah, I feel like the people who are still saying Shrek 2 is underrated have this kind of characteristic local obliviousness two pop cultural shifts because I think that that's such a um on the flip side local stands kind of have this kind of uh, innate awareness um of shifts in pop culture in the pop cultural sphere you know and you know I think that that's kind of the most bizarre thing for me is kind of wrapping my head around people who just aren't aware of the way that internet discourse changes and the trends in pop culture. Like I, I don't know. I'm just so gay that I, there's no way that I can not. And because I'm also, you know, I also am always trying to be humorous for validation. Just, you know, I'm a Leo. It, that's how it works. Um, and I, so I'm always trying to be funny. And so I'm always trying to be funny. I have that validation pump thing that I need. Um, I said that as if there was like a pipe, bike pump thing. No, like, you know, you know, that, uh, that happiness pump, I'm thinking of the good place episode. What, what was it like? I'm trying to apply it to this validation thing. Anyway, I have that and I'm fucking gay as fuck. So I'm always, priv- I'm always looking for the latest pop cultural trends that I can absorb, take in and, you know, um, then reproduce in a way that is, uh, you know, funny and original. And, you know, I'm always always here for that, you know? Um, so I'm just like, how can someone, I I just, it's kind of bizarre. It's kind of otherworldly that there are people in this world that don't do that, that aren't aware of the way that that happens. You know, these are traits of serial killers, people. These are traits of serial killers to not be up to date with pop culture and to not notice 
the shift in trends to the point where people are still saying that Shrek 2 is underrated because it's absolutely not. It is overrated. It is overrated because the market, the Shrek 2 market or the, the film discussion critiques market is so oversaturated with a bunch of people who have not gotten over the fact that they really quite like Shrek 2. I mean, Shrek 2 is not overwhelmingly revolutionary. It is not overwhelmingly revolutionary. It is a great movie. It has some banger iconic scenes, but it, 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 it you know, it's not, it's not revolutionary enough for people to still, still, still be talking about it in a, as if, as if, you know, as if the world lives under a rock and we do, we do not collectively admire the, the significance of Shrek 2 because we admire the fuck out of Shrek 2 we as a people, you know, when aliens come to this country, come to this country, when, <laughs> yes, aliens are already, you know, in, um, in the UK, in Europe, you know, but they haven't come to this country yet. Um, no, when aliens come to earth, we will, the, the, one of the three, you know, the, the top three defining traits of earth, they will say, Oh, RuPaul, you're 60. You shouldn't be judging Drag Race anymore. Um, well, you probably shouldn't have been drag- judging Drag Race in the first place because you would not survive one week of Drag Race if you were a contestant. Secondly, they would say that Soup actually isn't that great as a meal. They would agree with me. They really would. They really would. Soup is not that great of a meal. In fact, it's not really a meal. It's just kind of like an energy drink, kind of, but in, uh, presented as a meal. Thirdly, they would say that, oh, Shrek 2 is like very, very, very widely acclaimed here on this earth. They would really say that. Um, they would not be like, oh my God, there's this film that is Oh my god, it's so underground. They would go. They would go to their friend Deborah, who is you know, human resources office or I guess alien resources, um, officer of alien relations, and they'll go. Oh my god, Deborah, um, you would never guess there is this film. It is so underground. This film called Shrek Two that the humans have created, and yet they don't appreciate it to the level. You know, it it is quite. You know quite well known and is quite liked but they do not appreciate it enough it is under it is underrated the aliens will never do that they will be like oh my god why why is so why are so many straight white people talking about shrek 2 as as if it's the fucking you know it's not it's uh, it makes me irked it makes me absolutely flummoxed as to how people can just like you know shrek 2 is not as great as people say it is oh there it is it i i think it's great but i don't think it's as great as people say it is and also it is not as underrated as people say it is it is overrated it is overrated and i'm not just being you know unique and contrarian i'm not just being my aquarius rising for the sake of it you know i think that it has lo- it has long lost its impact shrek 2 you know or the the memification of Shrek 2, or the, the kind of, you know, whatever, of Shrek 2, I, because it has been over, overly repeated, which is what, you know, we identified this earlier as one of the, as one of the, you know, identifying factors of a meme dying, is over-repetition, um, and also, the only people who are saying this anymore are locals. So yeah, I just don't think that it's warranted for people who are uh, oblivious to shifts in this, you know, sphere you know these these are people who are not known for their personality 
Um, you know, th- these people are just oblivious to how spouting the same belief, but like framing it as if it's this new, unthought of, contrarian, radical opinion. Like that's uh, that's also just going to run that belief quicker into the ground. You know, you are actively contributing to the the death of Shrek too. You know, um, I think that's another thing too. So I just. Yeah, I think that's all I've had to I've got to say about Shrek 2, but I I just it is astound I cannot say enough how astoundingly just dumbfounded I am at all of you know if anything that's the reason that I'll quit dating apps not because of Venus retrograde that's currently retrograding in Capricorn conjunct Pluto not because you know I I need a detox um of you know male validation it's the fact that so many of these guys and and i i'm i'm here to date queer men because that's my sexuality i i'm you know dating queer men i i have high expectations for queer men um because queer men are also privy to you know can also the queer the queer to stan pipeline is very very prominent um and yet they still let me down they still let me down um well i think because uh, well, Australian, uh, I mean, uh, let, let me label it as this, Australian cis male gays are kind of just local straight men, but, you know, in the makeup of a gay man. I, like, I, that's probably problematic, but that's what I, I, like, I feel like there are a lot of, I don't know, I just, I, I, I mean, I have a lot of opinions about Australia and white Australia, and, um, how do I phrase this, like, kind of otherness in Australia, or this, uh, maybe not otherness, maybe, um, I don't even know how to say it, but I I have a lot of opinions about Australian cis white gays, because I think, I think a lot of them are just, um, actually really boring people. It's, it's the manifestation of a hate it when gay people don't slay, because the you know the some of the gay people here in Australia are just straight men, but they happen to date other men, which is really really sad when you think about it. It's really really sad, um, and I expect I expect better for gay people, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to. Sh- <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about Shrek Two. It's a. F- Again, I like the movie. It's probably my favorite Shrek movie. I mean, I think Shrek the Third is. <laughs> Here I go. I think Shrek the Shrek Shrek Three is kind of underrated. I don't know. I think it has some pretty bagging scenes, like the like the you know Fiona's mum like banging her head against you know, and the sort of like the the comradification of all of the queens. I think is quite nice. Um, but or all of the princesses. Sorry. Um. Like, again, it's been a, it has been a while since I've seen these movies, and I, I kind of... This, uh, when I created this podcast, this episode was, like... This episode idea was one of the first ideas that I had. Um, and clearly, you can tell I'm probably the most passionate um, of this ep- of this episode idea, but um, I was like, should I... I should probably re-watch Shrek, or, like, the Shrek series before I make this. Um, but then I forgot, and also I've been just binge-watching RuPaul's Drag Race... Um, so, yeah, so I, I didn't do that, but, you know, from my memory, 
like I love Shrek 2. I love Shrek 2, but it is not there's no part of me loving Shrek 2 that's revolutionary um or even worth saying. I'm saying it here because you know, I'm saying it to defend my opinion, but I in my daily life, I do not think and go, "Oh, I really love Shrek 2." I don't. I don't I'm getting angry again. I'm getting angry again. I need to stop. I need to stop, but I just uh it irks me so much. So, so much. Anyway. Anyway. If you would like to voice your opinion on Shrek 2, you can. You can do that by messaging me on Instagram. Or I also have a voice message feature where you can leave a voice message on on Anchor. I believe on both Anchor and Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast episode, there should be a link in this in the, in the description where you can leave a voice message and you can leave one about Shrek 2 or about anything else that, you know, anything else I've said, any of my other opinions in my episodes, or you can, you know, uh, request my opinion on something as well. Um, please don't ask me about, like, the Greek economy or something, you know, ask me about something camp. Come on, come on. Um, you, you should know the tone of this podcast by now. I mean, I did one serious episode and that episode was kind of the most boring to record. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm on this kind of camp passionate train of I hate this thing that is quite well liked. So, you know, get, get on board with that with me, please. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, oh my God, the next episode that you hear is going to be in the new year. So... I guess I'll see you next year. Oh my god, how quirky and original of me to say that. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just like serving you like, you know, that annoying like auntie in your family that's like, oh, see you next year. <laughs> as, as if they don't say that every fucking year, you know. Anyway, um, I, yeah, again, I don't have an outro for this podcast, but I mean, like, the outro is that you're wrong and I'm right. 